This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas 80, That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Halfway home on a Tuesday night with Trista Crick. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Some NBA updates. The 76ers all over the Bulls, pretty much from tip, 98-74. That game in the fourth quarter. Spurs and Grizzlies locked up at 37, getting close to halftime. At halftime, Pelicans up 59-34 over the Pelicans. That's half my parlay. Feeling pretty good about that one. Thunder up four with two minutes left until halftime, 52-48 over the Celtics. Magic and Warriors later on tonight, as well as Hornets and Kings. Also an update on a story that I just told you. If you weren't with us, I was talking about went on a third date with a girl. She got me tickets to a game. I panicked, and I gave her cash. Trista called me an idiot. Not in those words, but she meant it. So maybe you can help me out here. I texted her during the break, and I said, I've been thinking about you, which is true. I'm not lying, right? We were talking about her. I said, I've been thinking about you. The game is now in a week and a half. Do you want me to pick you up? And you know what her response was? This Whatever you want to do. What? This no, it's worse. We'll drive this separate. Is- This is worse, Trista. You know what she said back? She said, do you know if the stadium takes cash? Surely she's messing with me, right? She's messing with me. And she hasn't said anything after that. So now what? Like, how long do I wait until I take somebody else? Because she got me the tickets. I like a girl with a sense of humor, and I've got thick skin. So, like, that's all cool. But I don't want to keep going back. and. No, No, this is on her. At this point, I want her to say, no, no, LOL, no, 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 no. Emoji. You, I need something from her. You got to give her the crying face emoji back and be like, Is that the move? Yeah. Yeah. You got me there or something like that. Okay. All right. I'm giving the crying face emoji. We'll see if that does enough and I'll update you on what happens. Speaking of love life, let's do a little contender Tuesday with Trista Crick here. Here's the rules. We swipe left if you're not interested. You swipe right if they could actually be an NBA super uh, championship contender, and then you get one super swipe if you just love it. Here we go. The Phoenix Suns. Which way are you going? I'm swiping left. Absolutely not. Phoenix will never be a contender. Does it go I do like this? Oh, that looks like a right. So I swipe. It'll look like there this. You go. Swipe left. Swipe left. Absolutely not. Do I trust the Phoenix Suns to be fully healthy? Do No. Do I trust Kevin Durant to be wanting to be on this team by April? No. Do I trust the role players on this team, namely Yusuf Nurkic, who is an absolute disaster on defense? No. No, no, no. Phoenix Suns, first-round exit is where I've got them. Speaking of exit, you hit that X real quick on the Phoenix Suns. Like, uh uh-uh, I'm not interested. On to the next... How about the Philadelphia 76ers? By the way, the Suns 11 to 1. 
BetMGM's pretty much with you. They still have them. Actually, you know what? That's too much of a believer in BetMGM. Phoenix should be like 30 to 1. I'm with you. They got no chance. Uh, what about Philly? Which way are you swiping? The fact that the Sixers are have worse odds or better odds, depending on longer odds, than the Phoenix Suns makes absolutely no sense. Crazy. The Phoenix Suns have no depth. Philly has tons. I don't trust the superstars on Phoenix. I think I do for Philly. I'm pretty sure I do. I think Joel Embiid has shown that he's an Iron Man even when he's banged up. I guess you're wondering whether he'll be injured again in the playoffs, which is what happens pretty much every single year since he's gotten into the league. But it feels it feels different. And they almost beat Boston. And yes, James Harden's not on this team. They pretty much coughed that series up. And then I think they probably would have been in the finals. So I think I want a super swipe, Philly. Yeah. I think they're yep. a contender. That's my, I'm, I'm using my, how do I super swipe the most? There you go. You did it right. Um, Yeah. I think you go up, actually, to super swipe. Oh. You went right like five times, and you swiped on a bunch of people you're probably not interested in. Now you're going to get some weirdos. You meant to go up for the super swipe. Anyway, I'm with you on Philly. I'm also with you. How could they be 12 to 1 right now at Bet MGM? And Phoenix is 11 to 1. Maybe it's because the Eastern Conference has both Milwaukee and Boston, who the gamblers think Probably. is going to be tougher to beat out. And if, if Philly had to get through both those teams to get to an NBA Finals, that's a tough road compared to what maybe it could be for one of those Western Conference teams. I guess that's it. It's tough to figure out. It's kind of the same thing going on in the NFL right now. So we just saw Trista a week and a half ago. We saw Baltimore go on the road and shellac the 49ers. We saw Lamar Jackson basically walk across that field and just take the MVP from Brock Purdy and put it on his mantle. And yet you look up right now, and the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl at BetMGM is not Baltimore, but it's San Francisco. I think it's the same thing. I think it's come out because they come out of the NFC, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's probably because the AFC is so tough. Even their division alone is really tough. Cleveland looks good. But Baltimore is by far the best team in the NFL right now. They've got a ton of injuries and still are shellacking teams. Last week was an absolute massacre against the Dolphins. What was that line? Three? Three and a half? Yeah, and they said, and you can take that three, you can take that six, you can take that 14, you can take that 30, and we'll cover every number that you have in store. <laughs> 57 points? Crazy. Yeah, they've outscored their opponents 86 to 39 the last couple of weeks, and it's not like those opponents were scrubs. We're talking about, at the time, the second and third best teams in the NFL. Maybe you still think so, talking about Miami and San Francisco, but... Baltimore uh, didn't make them look that good when they were on the same field. Trista Crick, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, a little contender Tuesday on BetMGM tonight. Uh, what about the Minnesota Timberwolves? Which way are you swiping? Ooh, I think I'm still swiping right on Minnesota, the reverse thing. And the reason why is this. So if you ask Jokic, Jamal Murray, and the rest of the team, who gave them the toughest time in the playoffs? They said first round was the toughest that they had the entire way through. And it's because of the way that Minnesota likes to guard Nikola Jokic. They've got Rudy Gobert, and they've got Carl Anthony Towns. They're really specifically to beat 
Joel Embiid to beat Giannis, and more importantly, since they're both in the West, to beat up on Jokic. They have one guy shading basically on him like white on rice. That's mostly uh, Rudy Gobert. And then you have Carl Anthony Towns coming and, and biting at his ankles while he's in the paint, right? And making life super difficult, bodying him, bumping him, making him frustrated. And it did. There was a lot, even though, what, the finish in five, there were two, three games that came down to the final few seconds. So Minnesota has taken another step this season. Obviously, number one team in the West, number one team in, in pretty much all of basketball right now in terms of defensive rating, net rating. So, yeah, I think they're absolutely a contender. They're going to have to get through Denver. That's going to be tough. But, yeah, they're right in the mix. They're more of a contender to me than Boston is. Ooh, whoa, whoa. Really? The Timberwolves? I, really I don't that? trust Boston. I really don't trust Boston at all. We talked about this with Dan, who came on a little bit earlier, Dan Favale. I feel exactly the way that he feels. There's something weird and broken and strange with this Boston Celtics team, especially when you talk about playoff basketball in the half court. Because for whatever reason, Jason Tatum loves taking contested 30-foot threes down six, or even maybe in crunch time when they're up two, in a turnaround where someone like Jimmy Butler then can turn around and get into transition and get an easy bucket. I don't know why their offense functions so poorly, especially in the playoffs. That's why they got uh, Chris Dabbs Porzingis is to get easy bunnies, easy looks. But it's too hard for Boston. Tonight, it's not hard for them at all. They're, they're lighting up the scoreboard. But when it matters most, it's always really hard for Boston to score, which is why I can't really trust them. I trust Derek White. I like that guy. I've hit a lot of props on him this year. When the playoffs come around, we'll see if they end up. Because the Marcus Smart thing so far, it's like, well, we'll kind of wait and see once the postseason comes around. Trista Crick, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, talking a little hoops here on a contender Tuesday. How about those Lakers? Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a swipe left. left. It's a hard swipe you like left. Them. You don't like them. No. I know you don't and like them. I think – yeah, I think Dan is right about just the roster construction. I feel the exact same way. I feel like the role players on this team, they want these long athletic wings that switch everything, but none of them can really shoot. None of them are trustworthy in terms of like their playmaking, their isolation scoring. I don't trust D'Angelo Russell. I don't trust Gabe Vincent. Austin Reeves is a defensive liability. We saw that in FIBA. Rui Hachimura had a moment in time, a flash-in-the-pan moment. I don't think he's very good. Cam Reddish has been actually pretty good. But in, in a world where Anthony Davis and LeBron James have both been really healthy, for them to be a 500 team is not where you want them to be. They need to go out and make a trade. Maybe they'll do something like they did last year, make them a contender. They went to the Western Conference Finals. But Darvin Ham's on the hot seat for a reason. Talk about the in-season champions here now. Be careful, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, how about that other team in L.A.? Which way are you swiping on the Clippers? Ooh, Sean, Sean, 12 to 1. 12-1 right now. They haven't been that good, at least I as far think... as actually ha – and they're healthy. Oh, come on. Think... Where are you going? I have to swipe right. I think I okay. have to. I said this today when I went on in Sacramento – is I feel like the Clippers are that that Greek siren, or I think it's maybe maybe it's you know, but yeah, it's Greeks, 
and oh, and yeah, they think, sit yeah. on the rock yeah. like the oh, yeah. beautiful mermaids that they yeah, are. The long and they hair. Sing these beautiful songs, and they say, "Oh, they say we're a contender." Believe in us, and you're that like, oh yeah, lovely. you're like Ka Kawhi Leonard. I hear Songbird. the swish of Paul George, Russell Westbrook off the bench. Oh my Trish goodness, Harden And then you get to the Rock, and they steal your voice, and they oh, steal no. your money. Oh no. That's them. So I am believing, but I, I do know that they're probably fraudulent because they've been fraudulent every year due to health. But are they really frauds or are they just not healthy? Do they steal my money before I get to the Western Conference Finals? Because I'm with you. I knew something was going to happen. She was too pretty to be true. Look at me. Come on. She ain't going to end up with me. But Then I mean, all of a sudden they, get... they give you $72 out of their wallet and you never see them again. Hey, easy, easy. Can they get to the finals? Because that's an actual bet that I made. Uh, maybe. They can get to the Western Conference Finals, I think. I think it's it could be very possible to see um, the bubble rematch. How about the Warriors? Which way are you swiping? 35 to 1, according to BetMGM. It's a, it's a left swipe for me. Our dubs, None. I feel like, are cooked. They need to make a move. Clay's washed. Andrew Wiggins is not himself. Draymond, where is he? When will we see him again? Looney doesn't look good. Steve Kerr is getting a lot of flack. Like, Steve Kerr might legit be fired. The no. role players look good, but that's just, yeah. I mean, not extended. We'll call it non-renewed. We'll call it non-renewed. Well, I've had that conversation before with the boss. It sucks. It's not fun. You're like, you're firing my you're ass. No, we're just not renewing you. No, you're firing my ass. Come on. Let's just call it what it yeah, is. Yeah, you're not fired, but we're just not picking you up for another season. And honestly, that might be the best move for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, what they should have done, past tense, it's too late now, is instead of paying Draymond Green and letting Jordan Poole walk, they should have let Jordan Poole walk. They should have let Draymond walk. They should have traded Andrew Wiggins for a pack of cigarettes and a 1992 Toyota Camry. Get back whatever you can get for that guy. And just basically, same thing with Clay Thompson. Throw him in the back of that Camry and just get back whatever you can and keep Steph and make one more run. Because Steph Curry, kind of like LeBron James, still probably has two, three really good years left, but not playing with those dudes around him. And you don't mean to tell me they couldn't have gotten OG Ananobi for like Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody and maybe like somebody else? If if the Knicks could make that deal, I feel like the Warriors could have made that deal too. That's the problem, Trista, is they're stubborn out there in Golden State. It's like, nah, we're going to do it again. We're going to show everybody, and we're going to do it with these same guys. Yo, y'all haven't been that group that, you know what I'm talking about, that group in four or five years. You made a couple of nice runs. You got Steph Curry, but stop lying to yourself. Or you're never going to win anything. All right, we get off the NBA court. Coming up next, we talk some NFL with some nightly news and market movers. If you want to make some money, you listen to the right place right here. It is BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. 
Let the conversation continue with BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Let's go to the neighborhood. That's Krista Crick. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, and you for a little while longer here on the BetQL Network. I had Chipotle for dinner tonight, which is fine. It's pretty mid, but it's always pretty mid. It's consistently average, kind of like, I don't know, lives in the same neighborhood as Panda Express for me. It's, it's, it's fine. It's okay. Why would Mikel Bridges, one, eat anything every day for 10 years in a row? If you're him, I looked it up. He's made like 10 million bucks or something, enough to get your own personal chef or at least get better food than that. And two, Trista, why pick Chipotle? If you're going to go to the fast food place, I'd go with like Chick-fil-A, right? They're going to be quick. The sauces are great. They're really polite. Why Chipotle? I bet it's the easiest way to be on the road in every NBA city and still be able to eat somewhat healthy and consistent every time, which you can. You can choose the rice, beans. You know, you don't have to make it a wrap or a burrito or a taco. That's an idea. But I, I do have great reservations now about Mikel Bridges as a player. The fact that he would eat Chipotle every day for 10 years. So what if he said that he was eating Arby's every day for 10 years? Would you never make another prop bet on him? Yeah, I probably wouldn't make another prop bet on him now. I've been burned by <laughs> Mikel Bridges a lot. So I stay away from all Nets props. They are dead to me. I don't know what to make of that that psychology. You had the same meal, the same well, maybe not the same meal, the same restaurant every day for ten. Lack of creativity. Not great. I'll never take his assist. He can't drop dimes. He doesn't see the open shot. You'll never like, be a number one option. That's how I know you'll never be a number one option. If you're if you're that I know that much just based on your decision to eat Chipotle every day for ten years. Maybe you end up on a team that wins a title, but not because based on that alone, not because of you, dude. Now, if you get guacamole on it, we can have that conversation. But I don't think he does. All right, let's uh get off the NBA. Let's talk some NFL. Let's get into market movers. Is he gone for how long? How does this affect sides? Totals? Props? It's time for another installment of Market Movers. Wow. I can't believe you're actually playing the piano, Trista. That's crazy. I know you had a lot of talents, but that I did not know you could do. Um, The first games coming up are big ones on Saturday night. That is Pittsburgh laying three and a half at Baltimore. And on the surface, you would think, well, that's weird. That's a big market mover. Why is Pittsburgh, who's been pretty average all year, on the road laying points? Well, obviously, Baltimore's already locked up the one seed. If you're Baltimore, Trista, do you just rest everybody for the next couple of weeks? Give yourself the bye-bye. They've already got the bye. And I'm not talking about the bye-bye-bye. I'm just talking about the bye-bye. Do you give yourself the double bye and rest everybody coming up? against Pittsburgh because if that's the case Pittsburgh should be a 10 point favorite yeah I think that that is something that you have to think about is balancing rust and then injuries I know Zay Flowers isn't going to play he's inactive Uh, Najee Harris is questionable on the other side of things I'm very suspicious about this line I'd probably lean Baltimore with the points Because you've got a scenario where it's a division rival, right? And 
you're not going to want this team to make the playoffs. So you're going to try to win. You're going to use maybe not all of your best guys. Lamar probably ends up playing in this game, I would imagine. Even still, Snoop Huntley's pretty good. I think the Ravens can win this game without Lamar. I'm not messing with putting Lamar out there for a minute. What's the point? I understand what you're saying, but like all of us, yeah, we could all use a week off of work. Well, you know what else is better than a week off of work? Two weeks off of work. I never really understood that. Like, why can't, how come getting a buy is a good thing for all the reasons of wear and tear and get your mind clear and all those different things? Is two weeks just too much? Like, I wouldn't even have him on the sidelines. I wouldn't even have his ass at the stadium. Let him go to Cancun for a week. Well, we've seen, though, players and, and teams that have had buys come out rusty. Why is true. that? Is it the routine is, is not the same? Is it you're not doing the same things and your mind's not in that place? Is it a body thing? Uh, we know that those wild card teams end up coming out and playing better against the teams that had the buy. Yeah, something about actually being on the field versus watching the game, oh, I don't know, from Cancun, you're just in it opposed to watching other dudes do it and then you have to get right back in it. Maybe you're right. Maybe Baltimore puts them out there, lets them break a sweat, and then they get the week off, and then they get the host of playoffs through Baltimore. Patrick Mahomes going to have to go on the road. If we see that matchup, Mahomes versus Lamar, it'll be in Baltimore. So let's see what dude is made out of. Trista Crick, Sports Machine, Sean Levine here on a Tuesday night on the BetQL Network. And then Houston at Indy also on Saturday before we look at the Sunday NFL market movers. Houston is minus one. And in theory, Trista, either one of those teams could make the playoffs. Both teams could miss the playoffs. Houston laying one on the road at Indy. Your thoughts? I think you have to kind of take Houston just based on the C.J. Stroud effect alone. They've got some guys that have been banged up for the rest of, for the whole season or for recently. You know, got Nico Collins, right? Dalton Schultz missed time. Tank Dell's out for the rest of the year. Devin Singletary's been pretty good. I think, and Robert Woods, the ghost of has been slightly up and down. I think I would take Texans on the money line. Feels like a high-scoring game, though. Another divisional matchup. Another, like, comes down to the end. I like the over, but I think I like Texans to win. What do you say? Over-unders 47 and a half. I'm with you. I see a shootout. I actually like the overs as my best bet in that game. It's tough to pick a side because the Colts have been surprisingly good, and the Texans are that team where if they get in the playoffs, nobody wants to face C.J. Stroud. Just like that unknown factor. Wait, what? Who's this dude that just got to the party that's taking all the chicks? That's kind of who he is, so... I don't know. Like, I just will assume if I'm one of these other AFC teams, I just want, you know, the Colts to win or, honestly, let Trevor Lawrence win. I know what he is. Just bring him in and then beat him and get him out of the playoffs. All right, we got Falcons plus three against the Saints. Who cares? Browns getting six against the Bengals. That's a weird line because the Browns are locked into their spot. The Bengals can't make the playoffs. Bigger picture, though, are you a Browns believer? Are you a Browns backer, Trista? I think Cincinnati still can get in. Can they not? They need some help. But I think they, that need, they can get in. Uh, I'll have to double-check that because I'm pretty sure the help that you're talking about would be an absolute miracle, like impossible to happen. But we'll, we'll, we'll get our crack staff on that. If so, it's not looking good. It is looking good for Cleveland on that side of things. 
Do you think the Browns can, you know, win a game or two? Dare I say, actually, you know, go to the Super Bowl? I think the Browns, I saw your power rankings and it made me smile because I think we have the Browns ranked uh, in our power rankings in the exact same spot, which is a lot higher than I think a lot of people have the Browns. The Browns are this incredible story sub, you know, sans the Deshaun Watson thing, right? Like Nick Chubb goes down for the year. You end up rocking with Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. You bring Joe Flacco off of his couch, and all of a sudden he's throwing for 300 yards per game. You've got the best defense of all of the NFL. So if you've got, like, I don't know what this version of Joe Flacco is. Is it like swan song Joe Flacco? Like, it's clearly not peak Joe Flacco, but it may be like swan song, the last gasp before you ride off into the pasture. If we get Joe Flacco slinging the rock like he's been slinging it, to Amari Cooper, to this new version of David Njoku, Eli Moore, who they already had connections with when they both played for the Jets. Like, they're very dangerous, sports machine. They are very, very dangerous. I ain't gonna lie. Like a month ago, you could have told me Joe Flacco was dead. Speaking of dead, the Cincinnati Bengals officially now. Now that our staff has confirmed it back at the BetQL headquarters, the Bengals can officially end their season. That's why that's another goofy line. You really got to get out your microscope, Trista, for these week 18 games. You know, who's playing, who's not. It's almost like bowl season. Don't just trust your eyes. You really got to look pretty deep into this thing and see who's playing. All right, Jets get two at the Patriots. Who gives a damn? Uh, Jaguars laying five and a half at the Titans. Do you think the Jags got right, or do you think they just beat up on the Carolina Panthers? Do the Jags win and get in? It feels like they do, but what I will say is if this line moves any more, Sean, I might just have to back the Titans. The Titans are the absolute ultimate spoiler. That's their thing. Vrabel is into, like, making your playoff hopes go to die. He's kind of, like, reminds me a little bit of, like, a tougher, a tougher, more consistent, like, long-standing Dan Campbell, right? Like, remember last year when the Lions had nothing to play for except for to just ruin the Green Bay Packers' playoff hopes? That feels like the Titans to me, doesn't it? Great goatees also on both those guys. If I'm New England, I say bye-bye, Bill, to Bill Belichick. Thank you for your services. You've been amazing. But go off in the pasture. Go out there and coach the Chargers. You need a better atmosphere, better weather, better quarterback. Go, go, Thank you. And then I trade for Mike Vrabel. That's what they'd have to do. The Chiefs back in the day traded for Herm Edwards. You played to win the game. They were like, that's a good idea. It wasn't. I think that'd be a good idea. I'm with you. I think Vrabel's a really good coach. He had the history in New England. Unless they just want to Trista completely wash their hands of that whole Bill Belichick thing, because obviously Vrabel is part of that whole regime, then it seems like a perfect marriage to me, right? Yeah, I agree. Would you take, if you got Titans plus six, would you take it? No, that's enough for me. Are you kidding me? I'm with you. I think the Titans might win the game flat out. I'm looking right now at plus 185. If it moves up to six, that's going to give me plus 200 on the money line. The Jaguars are trash. The Jags have been needing to win games. for the, They're the anti-Buffalo Bills, right? Like, Buffalo needed to win games, and they kept winning them, and now they're going to earn their way in. The Jaguars might do the opposite, where if they just would have kept winning, they wouldn't have themselves in this situation. They'd still be alive for, like, the two seed. 
But here they are, 9-7, and seven, and barely have their head above water. I hope C.J. Stroud gets in. Like, from a fan's perspective, I hope the Titans win this game. I hope Houston wins their game. And then we get to see that dude in the playoffs because he's great. Um, Bucks laying five and a half on the road against the Panthers. Do the Bucks screw it up again? I don't feel like they do. I'm kind of rocking with Tampa. Baker's got to play, though. Like, I, this is a wait-and-see injury report scenario if baker is not playing i am all the way out um i do not feel like the we saw what happened what is what are the carolina panthers they're trash they're hot hot garbage their o-line's not good they've got gotten more wins than i could have even expected by the first you know early on in the year and even at that they were somewhat yeah and that yeah they should that that second win they should not have gotten so yeah, I, I like the Bucks, but only if Baker plays. It kind of feels like a stay away to me. However, I will preface this by saying I want to look at Levante David has, I think it's $750,000 incentive check if he gets a sack. I think you have to play those incentive props. That's a market mover right there, $750,000. I'll go on the field if the coach held me back. Uh, Cowboys trying to win the division. They win, they do. They go on the road. You know it's a good way to win the division, Trista? Play Washington, and they do on the road. That keeps bouncing back and forth from 13 to 13 and a half. I'd lay 31 and a half with the Cowboys. What say you? Yeah, and they get the win against Detroit, but did they really? You know, right? they, you really no. should have lost no. that game. They really should have lost that game. It feels like you have to go into the playoffs with momentum. I need you to beat the hell out of the Commanders. No tomfoolery, no shenanigans. You got some help from the Eagles losing a bunch of games that they shouldn't have lost, like last week to the Cardinals. So, yeah, I like the 13, 13 and a half. This is a game where I feel like people are going to think that they're going to play them tough because that's what the Commanders do, but I don't think that they do. I don't know how you stop CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks and even Tony Pollard. We'll get into the rest of the afternoon Sunday slate coming up on the other slot on the other side with market movers. But real quick, that Detroit Dallas finish was I had to shower twice after that. First of all, because I felt dirty. I, I had Detroit on the money line, and I'm still bitter about that whole thing. But you asked, did Dallas really win that game? Here's how I look at it. Dallas put themselves in a position to lose three separate times, right? Detroit's going for two the first time. And all three times, Dallas screwed it up. And still, they get to hold their heads high. They get to celebrate. Let's just look it over real quick while we have a minute left. The first time, Detroit scores. They call it back. That's all the controversy. They try again. Dallas commits a penalty. So, so far, Dallas has screwed it up both times. The third time, Detroit hits a wide receiver who drops the ball. None of that's on Dallas. Dallas didn't win that game. Detroit won that game. Or at least Detroit lost that game. But Dallas didn't win that game. Bet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more Bet MGM Tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from BetQL. Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. 
Welcome back into the show, Krista Crick and me, the Sports Machine, Sean Levine, and uh, Scott, Krista, any of you guys, any of you guys want to go to the KU versus Baylor game with me here in a couple of weeks at Allen Fieldhouse? Because I think it's over with. I, I got your advice, Trista, and I sent her back the crying emoji because she sent me back kind of the dig, right? Like, oh, do they take cash? And I'm pretty sure she's, you know what she sent me back? She sent me back an emoji. What? She sent me back the dollar sign emoji, several of them, like 10 of them. So I ain't letting this girl clown on me like that. I get it. I screwed up. I gave you cash. We're done with. Thanks for the ticket. So as friends, Trista, just as coworkers, can you make it to Lawrence, Kansas in a couple of weeks? And do you want to go to the KU? I might. How Let's good go. are the tickets? They're real good. She hooked it up. These uh, are like lower level. I looked at the base value. There's no way she paid base. They're like 160 a piece. We'll bet on wow. it. Let's go. I'm in. I, like, I, let me in look game. You ever been to Allen yes, Fieldhouse? Let me look at That's the cathedral. Well, I've never been. Well, okay. Never been. I've you. never been to never been to Allen Fieldhouse. I've never been to any anything down in that region. I've only been to like northeast and west coast. And Southwest. Well, consider this, consider this your invitation if you can get here. I got your ticket. This isn't like all Boom. expenses paid. Everything's on you. I got your ticket, though, and good conversation. All right. That's can I sleep on the behind the fireplace? Machine. Yeah, Can I sleep course. right there by that fireplace? That's your spot, yes. The floor by the fireplace is absolutely reserved for you. Don't worry about that. Um, Sweat chamber time. Do we have audio for this? Do we go into the sweat chamber? Okay. Ooh, sweat chamber it's time. It's time. Here it's time for the sweat chamber. <laughs> All right. Um, that was good. Uh, Grizzlies up 63-55 over the Spurs. That game is in the third. Getting late. Pelicans, I told you, all over the Nets. 89, make it 92-64 to 64 as I'm speaking. How about the Thunder, Trista? Getting late in the third quarter, up 93 to 82. Maybe you're right. Maybe the Thunder are really good and they're here to stay. And maybe the Celtics kind of stink. I think that's right. I think that's a. You look at the Thunder and how good they've been. I was just checking in on a bet. Apparently, John Morant made two threes. So my Oklahoma City Thunder plus three and a half ticket has gone to die. The Orlando Magic game hasn't even started yet. So I probably should not have done that. Pelicans mm. do cover the first half. I think this was like a sleepy spot maybe for the Celtics. This is an absolute test for the Thunder at the crib. Josh Giddy has is playing out of his mind right now. I think he has, what, 21 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Good. Shea has 28 points. My goodness. Where's Chet? He's the one that I got my money on. I'm trying to pull it up he right now. He has 8 points, uh, only 3 rebounds, but 7 assists. Don't tell me that. Not coming home. I thought he was going to have a double double. That, uh, but he, he will with this assists. Touche. I did not see that one coming. I, that would be a miracle cover. Are you kidding me? If dude dropped 10 dimes, he really is the unicorn. Uh, all right, we'll keep you posted on that, whatever else is going on in the sweat chamber. A final 
Bulls actually made it kind of respectable. They lost 110-97 to the 76ers. Who you like tonight in these games? Magic at Warriors. Golden State's laying three and a half. And then your Kings. Whoa, that's a big number. The Kings are laying big 15 number. and a half at home against the Hornets because the Hornets suck. I like the Magic in this spot. I'm going to bet it on its own. I, it feels like a good spot for the Magic to win outright. I like Paolo. The number's a little high. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. I think it's 24 and a half. I do like Franz Wagner over five and a half rebounds. He's been a rebounding machine. I don't know if it's just in terms of like how they're starting to have him on the floor with Mo Wagner. Him and Mo have been actually really good together. But yeah, I like Orlando to win this game outright. Feels like the Warriors just aren't themselves. There's a lot of size for Orlando, a lot of athleticism on the perimeter. Yeah, I like Orlando a lot. This feels kind of close to how I felt about the OKC Celtics game. I love the Curry brothers. I love the Ante Tacupo brothers. I love the Mario brothers. I will not bet on those Franz Wagner, Mo Wagner. I'm staying far away from that family. I can't hit a prop on them, Trista. That's the thing is like, I'll give you three chances. You got three shots, and it works the other way also. If you hit one for me, I will keep leaning on you all season long. Like my guy Pascal Siakam. He paid me out last night. Dude, I'll keep betting on you. What did I tell you about Chet Holmgren before the game? He's going to have a double-double. He's embarrassing me here. Live on national radio on the BetQL Network. Three, what did you say? Three points? Six points? No points? Come on, dude. I know. Eight points. Eight points. Three rebounds. I'm at three boards? He's nine feet tall. Three rebounds. Get out of here, brother. Are you kidding me? And then we talked about Orlando and uh, Golden State there just a little bit coming up later on tonight. Golden State's done and dead, right? Like, Magic is fun team, probably not going to win a championship. Golden State's not either. Yeah, I think the Magic are, are a team that's Going to win the division, I hope. That the Warriors are going to be in the conversation really at all unless they make a move. It just doesn't feel like the vibes are good. doesn't feel like they like each other. That's key. You know, Clay's upset because he's in a contract year. Steph Curry is Steph, right? He's great. Draymond said that the chemistry was going to be better, and then he goes out and gets suspended. Kevon Looney looks washed. Andrew Wiggins left the team for personal reasons, which we don't even know what happened. And he hasn't looked like himself. You got Brandon Podjemski, and you got Kaminga, and you got Trace Jackson Davis over here being like the solo stars. And nobody even knows these guys' names. I definitely didn't know how to pronounce that one guy's last name. What is it? (laughs) P-O-D-Z-I-E-M-I-E. Let me buy a vowel. What is it? Podjemski? Podjemski? Podjemski. See? I definitely wouldn't have gone there. That's Podjemski? Hey, we were talking about a lot of these Western Conference teams. Can they actually win a championship? Let's polish off this hour doing that. What about the Mavericks? Luka, can they win it all? No. Oh, wait, no. No? Swipe left. Swipe left. The Magic are a very interesting team because I think a lot of people want them to be good, and they went to the Western Conference Finals, and then they got rid of Jalen Brunson. But, like, everything is so predicated onto this Kyrie and Luca chemistry. It was you go, I go last year, and it's gotten a lot better, but Kyrie hasn't been healthy. You have Derek Lively, after rely on, who's a rookie, in order for them to be good without him. They just haven't won a lot of games. 
You've got a lot of volatility from from guys like Dante Exum and Tom Tim Hardaway Jr. and Josh Green, dudes that like need to be legit role players that just aren't. Derek Jones Jr. as well. Like these are this is not a serious team. They can beat anyone on any given night, but in seven, maybe win a win a first round. But I don't even see that. Am I crazy to think that they broke up what would have been a dynasty? Maybe they thought Jalen Brunson's good. There's no way they thought that he was this good. Jalen Brunson's playing like, I don't know, the best point guard in basketball, top three. Man, that's tough because you got De'Aaron Fox and Seguilos Alexander and some of these other dudes. But Jalen Brunson and- with Luka Doncic for the next five, seven years in their prime, that would have been multiple championships. Am I missing something here? I don't think it would have been multiple championships. I don't even know if it would have been one championship. But You're what crazy. I do know is that they don't, they didn't really know how to use them on the court together, kind of like you're seeing with Kyrie and Luka, right? Like, they would basically have Jalen Brunson be coming off the bench, playing some minutes with Luka. And remember, Luka got injured in that Utah series, before that Utah series, and Jalen Brunson put up, like, 44 points in one to beat Utah. So you saw flashes of it. They didn't even think Jalen Brunson was worth $50 million, let alone $100 million. And now he's eligible for an extension this summer. He's probably going to get closer to $35 million a year versus $25 million a year. And, yeah, I think it was a, a not a great fit because of how they wanted to use him. I think it's really the wings and the bigs that were the biggest issue for, for the Mavericks. I just don't like this team at all. I don't like Jay, Jason Kidd at all. I just don't like the Mavericks at all. What about Jalen Brunson's new squad? They had a big win on Christmas Day. Their odds right now to win the championship, talking about the New York Knicks. Let me take – oh, my goodness. Fitty, a Curtis Jackson. Wow. You get them at 50-1 to to win the championship. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but maybe lay down five bucks and then hedge them as they go through the playoffs a little bit? Sean, that's why I like you, my guy. You're always thinking about hedging. You're always thinking about placing a bet and then being able to use that bet as an anchor to win money. Not everybody does that. They just think, well, what's the outcome going to be? Is it going to happen like this or no? I like 50 to 1. Little mama, show me that music. Go ahead, put your back into it. Shake, shake, shake that ass, girl. Yeah, no, I like the Knicks. I like this version of the Knicks. I think they need to make a move or two. I think getting somebody like Jordan Clarkson off the bench would be big for them. I think that's been what has been rumored, right? Give Colin Sexton and Keontae George for the Utah Jazz some time to develop. You know, you've got Jordan Clarkson, who's like a good six-man, probably needs a better opportunity to be on a winning team. Like, they they can win a series or two. They probably could have beat the Heat last year if they could shoot threes at all, and because Miami certainly couldn't. They could be like an Eastern Conference Finals team, and there's a lot of hedging opportunities there. That's what I'm saying. And if not, we're gonna get rich or die trying, aren't we, Trista? Um, we got like we got like we got like a minute left here. You mentioned Miami. Feels like they're always there, the culture and all that. Yet they're 35 to one to win it all. We might as well put a few bucks and hedge them too, right? Yeah, I mean, they're the team that never dies, right? You've got Jaime Jaquez there, one of the more productive Jaime. rookies. Jaime Jaquez. And I, I talked to a friend who evaluates talent, and he liked Jaime Jaquez as one of the best players like two, three years ago in college when he played for UCLA. So Jaime's been like ready-made 
playing in the league. You know, he should have probably been in the league two years ago. So I like Miami. Jaime. That's worth the hedge. Jaime's a great name. It's not as good as Giff Smith. Oh, Chicago's telling me we got to go to the candy shop. Heading into the final hour here on the BetQL Network.